Hey everybody, in this episode of the Designated Survivor After Show, we're breaking down Season 1, Episode 14, Commander-in-Chief. What happens when an old ex-president comes making a little call to Tom Kirkman in the White House? <laughs> Let's find out. You're tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. You're yes. tuning into the destination Welcome for TV Superfan Discussion. After Show. After Here Buzz, after Buzz TV. TV, everybody. Yes. <laughs> after Buzz Remix. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> woo, 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 woo. Oh, my God. Of course, everybody. We're uh, <laughs> in only... And only the coolest style, breaking down every episode of Destiny Survivor this season, airing on ABC. One of your host, Frank Brand. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jackie. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Christine Alexis. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Christine Bean. Hey, guys. I'm Renee Ariel, and you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Renee Ariel. And our fourth member of the party, the only MC, <gasps> Mr. Michael Klaus, he decided going. he wanted to jet home and visit some family, so he is not here, which actually is a plus, because... Usually, Michael Claus, he loves his Oreos. <laughs> More so, Oreos for us. That's Sometimes right. too much. No, there you go. So <laughs> finally, we get to have our full supply of Oreos this time. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. But before we reveal this this episode's flavor of Oreo that we'll be consuming, uh, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and of course, hop in the chat, share your thoughts about this episode in particular or the series in general. But that's you know just a lot of preamble to the main reason that we're here. The main reason everyone tunes in. Yes. is you know, <laughs> Sure, we're talking about Tom Kirkman and government and conspiracies and stuff, <laughs> but really, the heart of it is which flavor Oreos. And uh, after, well, there really wasn't much debate. It was just, we yeah, a, I bought a flavor a and came here. theme song just for our Oreo part for the of tasting? this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Is there like an Oreo song? Uh-oh, Oreo. We should all do it. You can do acapella. That's a cute girl. Wait, do it with me. Ready? One, two, three. Uh oh, Oreo. I'm designated survivor. That's not that bad. I'm not gonna lie. Look at that. Yes, we got the thumbs up from our producer. Great, awesome. Look at so today's flavor of the of the episode. There, we've got red velvet. I'm down for this. Everybody, take a quick look at Renee's face. See the excitement that she has. I don't like cream cheese filling. Please. Embrace Guys, it, Renee. it smells yeah, like one, before we open up chemicals. Let's watch Renee take another whiff of that. She did uh, this before. Take another sniff just to see. Ah, uh, you know what it smells like? Like too much cupcake. Like it smells like someone has a cupcake. Like oh, we got this cupcake and this cupcake, and then they put it all in there. Frank, oh, I don't think we need that kind of negativity <laughs> no, in our no, lives no, we're right now. About <laughs> Should I also go with Michael? That's right. Let's go. Okay. Oh, let's break this seal. <laughs> All right. It just Ooh. looks like old Oreos. Like, it looks like the wrong colored Oreo. No, no, no. Come on now, Renee. Let's <laughs> Does go. it look like an Oreo that's been, like, sitting out in the sun for too long? It's got a little faded with time? Yeah. Come here, you stupid Oreo. You should just I, take I like from the, this I like row. I the one that's really... Yeah, let's just... <laughs> New row, new problems. Am I right? I think this is actually a good time for a little sugar rush since we all have like the giggles yeah, we right now. Right. Like, that we go. Okay, right, one, now, uh, Josh ready? has got one in the booth as well. So, uh, Josh, are you eating this with us? I am ready. Let's do this. Love yes. this. All right, Let's here we go. One, two, three. <laughs> you know what these taste oh like? Oh my god, these are fantastic. First of all, they're so good. Mm. They taste like Dunkaroos almost. Can mm. you eat those? These are phenomenal. These are really good. I like them. Uh, the, the cream Renee, cheese filling. Come on, you like them. Come on, Renee. Oh, um, you should have been here when we tried the peeps. Those were awesome. I got to remember to bring those in because I still have some for Renee, so she can it experience the awesome. It just tastes wrong. 
What is wrong with you about this? What is what, what is wrong about this Oreo to you? What's wrong? The whole thing? There's nothing right about it. What? Do you I, like cream the, cheese frosting? No. You don't? You know what it tastes like? It's not like? that cream cheesy, though. It tastes like they ruined the filling that I love in Oreos because they made it like this. It just tastes like something you put on a bagel. Wh- what? That's what I associate cream cheese. <laughs> really sweet cream cheese on a, on a bagel. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to have another yeah. one. Legitimately, this mm-hmm. is so good. I really... Oh, my God. It has that aftertaste that's like... It's like chemicals. I mean, I understand that Oreos <laughs> have a lot of chemicals in them to begin with, but guys, like, it, it hides it because of my childhood. Like, I, I, I grew up on Oreos, and so I, like, eventually you just, you know, stop caring, stop thinking about it, ignorance is bliss. But this, like, I feel, I feel all of the, the problems in this Oreo in my heart. Well, that's disappointing. Wow. It feels I'm like I'm going to go to the, the, the real fan. I'm going to go to Christine. So, three weeks in. Where does where does red velvet fall on the list? Oof. Okay. If you're thinking like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've had enough yet to make that call. Mm, okay. Well, all right. because the lemon ones I felt were the best because you could have multiple ones in one sitting. Yes. Whereas the peeps were like they were they weren't bad, but I could not have more than one. Mm-hmm. These I've had one and a half already, and I'm like I could body another roll of them. So yeah. it might be like tied for number one. All right, I like this. We're, we'll I, we'll check back in at the end of the episode because I know this was, you guys are wondering about how we power rank these Oreos. <laughs> Renee, I feel like everything's at the bottom for you. So everything's far. at the bottom, but you know what Drake once said: started from the bottom. Now, hopefully, eventually, we will get somewhere else. Mm. Right? Right? There has to be one other Oreo out there that's good. Well, we have an idea of what next week's Oreo can be. I wonder what. Mm. I think Christine right now. We're jogging around, you know, we're tossing around the idea of mint. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Jogging around the idea. Just just tossing (laughs) around. around I don't know where jogging came from. (laughs) Tossing. Whatever. We exercise a lot. There you go. (laughs) For all these Oreos, we need to. All right. So we're talking lots about Oreos, our hot Oreo moment. Uh, I think it's sweeping the internet. You know, our yeah, discussion yeah. about Oreos. Yeah, for Shout sure. out to our fans. Thank mm. you so much for weighing in on Twitter. Thank you, Clue Girl. Yeah. She said, I agree with Renee. Thank you. Oh my God, Steven, thank you. Mm. Yes, OG Oreos. You guys are the best. Okay, I totally agree. We did vote OG Oreos, but yeah. I'm, you gotta mix it up. You guys should have me come in one day to surprise you for what, I, what I'll bring in. Oh, uh, what are going to be? <laughs> no. No surprise there. I'll bring in the next one. <laughs> I wonder what it'll taste like. We still got peanut butter, birthday cake, as was mentioned Ooh, in the chat. I can't do peanut butter. Birthday cake's disgusting. Are you? You guys can try that one, but I can't. Oh, no. Okay, I well, like then we'll shy away from that because that's no fun if you can't try it. All right, and I realize you're allergic. Wow. I am, like, deathly allergic. But even peanut butter, like, because fo- how much peanut butter is really in there? But not, but that's something we shouldn't gamble with. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to. Right, you guys do not want to see me go into anaphylactic shock. Well, don't say or that. does he? The way he says that? You have an EpiPen with you, right? Not right now, no. Okay, well, when we prepare... She's at her most vulnerable <laughs> right now. Because I, I would love to give you an epipen. <laughs> right in the leg. That would be great. Uh, no. What a great way for this designated writer show. Oh, my God. All right. Let's hop into the episode. Uh, uh, Commander-in-Chief, uh, what do you guys think? Just in general, before we dive into it. Renee, you did not seem thrilled. This is The expression on Renee's face is pretty much the expression she had as we watched the episode. I just don't... What was my reaction the whole time he was on? Why? What? Excuse but me? Why? What? Okay, here's the thing. If they went all like, ooh, he's sleeping, it's a dream, I would have been a little more accepting. I still would have thought it was a stretch for what the show is and the show's vibes, but I felt that it was so odd 
to have like the old president side by side with Tom Kirkman as they problem solve together the whole episode. Well, I felt like he kept on hitting that nail on the head about like, you know, you you didn't ask for this. Uh, you were getting yeah. dealt a bad deck of, deck of cards. We all know gotta, that, though. Yeah. I got to say, I think President Moss gave him more shit than we have about being like a <laughs> yes. shitty character on the show. Um, but I didn't I actually didn't mind that as much. I kind of was not thrilled at the pace of the show. I felt like last week there was so much like drama and suspense. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden this episode was just like, we got answers. And then it just like... It was very dull, like for me. It just kind of fell flat. Yeah, it seemed like, I, I guess the crux of the episode was like, how does Tom still manage to be president while you have a, a former beloved president standing there right next to you, kind of, you know, who's already been a harsh critic of him? Yeah. Because uh, I, I do, like, when, the fir- when the president first comes in and he meets Tom, like Tom starts fanboying out. He's, he's sitting there on the couch, and he's all like, oh, yeah, I'm a big fan. I love you. I love you. Please tell me exactly how great I am. And then he says, no, you wouldn't want to hear what I got to say, because it wasn't good. That's, Poor guy. That's pretty savage. Would you guys feel bad about if you asked if you asked somebody that you kind of idolized uh, for feedback on, on about some aspect of something about your life, and they kind of just like, kind of just give you the harsh, bitter truth? Would you be disillusioned by this person, or would you appreciate the candid feedback? Well, if it was a figment of my imagination, I might decide to go to therapy rather than can take that as my idol actually giving me this advice and be like maybe I have issues with uh, being insecure and and you know I need to talk about it so I feel better well, but it. I feel like I, I, but Brene he talked to other people than just Tom so we can rule off the figment of his imagination <laughs> it wasn't like if it had only been Tom that would have been great because I would have been like that would have been cool like he's finally snapped he's got like a beautiful mind thing going on that would be so left. Like, where would that even come from? <laughs> oh my god! I know. So, you, uh, but if it was, so we're going to say in this world that it's not a figment; it is a real person. It's a real person. Yes. Yes. Do you? Would you want? Do you want critical feedback from somebody you? Critical idolize? feedback? Yes, but I would be hurt if they were saying like, "No, you didn't do a good job." Okay. Yeah, I feel the same. I mean, we we know how much he has on his plate. I'm sure he probably was like, "Damn, like throw me a bone," but he he really didn't. Well, but I felt like he he really went in the harsh stuff. But I felt like at the end he kind of backpedaled a little bit because he said he, did, yeah. he still got some passing marks, except for everything that happened with uh, Nasir and uh, the uh, vi- the vice president uh, and him killing the uh, the gunman that took a shot at Tom. So I felt like other than that, it seemed like he seemed like he overall had a pretty good. Uh, I'm actually view of him. Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised that he came around towards the end of the episode because, um, like Ivan Soto pointed pointed out a little bit earlier in the chat, um, can't see all of it here, but um, that. He had like this cocky kind of swag to him when he was kind of introduced. Like he he knew this place inside and out. And I had a, I had a feeling I'm like, oh, are they going to make him like a bad guy because he thinks he knows better? But they seem to have found like good political ground together and like a good relationship towards the end. So I feel like that's going to be one of the harder jobs to watch a successor do and not want to step in and micromanage. Yes, I, he kind of already did this episode. That's true. So and I did like on Tom at the end where he's like, "Do you have any whiskey in here?" Nope. That's like, "Well, I'm going to call down to the kitchen." And he's like, "Yeah, go ahead. Fine, <laughs> whatever. This is, okay, it's your house now again. Sure, good deal." Uh, did you like what happened with uh, Moss by the end of it? Do you feel like uh, like finally we have a Secretary of State and it's a former president? Unusual circumstances, but it's certainly an unusual political climate that they have. Yeah, I like it for now, but I guess we'll see what happens. Because this show, I mean, there's so many twists and turns, and you never really know who to trust, and if it w- if it's right for now, and then it won't be right in a bit. Like, you just never know. Like, right now, I- I'm just paranoid because it's like, trust no one. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel, like, weird about it. I feel like there's no character on the show that I, like, 100% 
trust and like have complete confidence in it aside from Tom Kirkman. That's and it. Not no even Alex. Else. Maybe like the kid. The Leo? girl, not Leo. Penny. <laughs> Penny. That's her name. Did I say the kid because Leo, I don't even count him. Penny wants a pony. Penny wants a pony. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I thought that was interesting is like this, as President Moss is really introduced in this episode, Aaron like exits. So I feel like there's just like a shift with the characters now. Um, and I think that'll just change everything. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, let's just jump into Aaron. How did you feel about where his story arc is taking him? So at least for right now, he's on the outs of the Kirkman administration by his own by his own choosing. Suspicious. Suspicious? Why? Because I think they're trying to be like, okay, in conclusion, he's not a bad guy. And then he's leaving and we don't know what he's going to do. I just think that it goes back to, is this guy good or bad? For well, me. But uh, he had it easy. Tom said he was not going to accept his resignation. Aaron did not have to fight. He had a job there. So he could have stayed on the inside and been, if he was truly a bad guy, wanted to mess things up. But maybe he knew if they dug even further or there was another slip and he stayed and they kept searching into him, they would have found something. So maybe the fact that they even started to look into him made him be like, I should leave. And then this was his out. You never know. guys I still don't trust Aaron I'm sorry yeah I mean I don't trust him but I think the way they made him exit it's like they could either set him up to be like you know ex-White House uh, chief of staff who's you know disgruntled or hurt by by his exit and then later turns bad or he could be like an ally waiting in the wings and later when there's some sort of conflict they'll reintroduce his character I feel like his exit, they kind of left it open to interpretation later. So. He walked all the way. looked a little shady when he got to the end. It, I, it did. That walk did make you think that somebody was going to step out of the shadows and say, yeah. <laughs> and now finally we can begin. Like, uh, okay, but, but no, it, it never happened. Happen. Yeah. If, it, if it was one, you know we're going to have one other character, again, I say it every week, that's going to stab us in the back or that's going to be a traitor. Who do you think it is? If it's not Aaron, who else would it be? A character that we already know. That would be a surprise. Uh, the cook. The cook. Yeah, he's making the wagyu sliders. Maybe that's in. He's in. No, all right. Nah, it's he's possible. a goat. He's making sliders. <laughs> <laughs> he's making that have around. Because <laughs> yeah, two times we had this episode where people are kind of walking away from the White House or uh, or like Capitol Building in Hannah's case, and they do like that look back. And you, it, both scenes make you think like it's gonna like show like their bad side finally. They're gonna reveal like they're gonna go <laughs> now. Especially with Hannah, like, I finally got the on the inside, and now I can really not... You really thought it was her for a second? I did not, no, but uh, the way they, they, that shot went, it felt like it's uh, like... Oh, that's true, yeah, yeah. I did feel... It was a weird... I understand but that. But no, Hannah's like the white horse, like, she's like... That's the other one I trust, yeah. Hannah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but Forrest, though, you still... You don't buy him. Who? Uh, her uh, her companion there, uh, who's basically just oh. hanging out watching them in the interrogation room. Oh, mm. I don't know. Like, no. Honestly, the only people I for sure trust, Tom Kirkman, Hannah Wells. Chuck. What about Chuck? We haven't seen him no. in several episodes. You don't trust Chuck? Come I mean, on now. See, the thing is, I just know they're going to, to throw us to a lo- throw a loop. I'm clearly already a paranoid person, and this show is not helping with it. And I just feel like you should trust no one, aside from, obviously, it's not Tom. To, that would be quite the shock if actually Tom Kirkman was like, was like, no, I want to be the designated survivor. He planned all this. But no. Like, who else? I just... It's not Tom. It's not Hannah. But who? It's got to be someone, guys. Uh, I want to ask you a serious question, Renee. Yeah. After watching the show and already being somebody that can get easily paranoid and mm-hmm. suspicious, how has this affected your your <laughs> real life and with your real friends? Are you suddenly more suspicious of any kind of friendships in your life? 
you know, it's been uh, it's been pretty tough. I think I have like errands in my life. I'm like, are you good? Are you bad? <laughs> I've got the Hannah Wells. I'm like, right. yeah, you're a good girl. But then I got some other people too, and I'm like, I don't even know who you are. You're a background actor, but you know, you just never know. All right, quick trust check of the panel right here. Uh, how, how do you? How much do you trust Christine? How much do you trust me? And how much do you trust Michael Klaus? Okay, I give you like eighty percent. Oh. I give it like an 80. All right. Okay. But Christine and I were on Sweet Vicious, so it's like All a right. 90, 90%. Michael, it's like a 10%. A 10. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Ouch. Especially his taste in Oreos. Oh. I really don't trust that. I might have suspicious. to co-sign you on that one. <laughs> his taste in Oreos is suspicious. <laughs> uh, the other big revelation, which we finally get at, at tease at the end of last episode, Charles Langdon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the former uh, chief of staff who survived. He's already been in touch with Hannah. Now gets in touch with Aaron. They uh, basically he makes a, asks Aaron to set up a deal that he can come and give it his information in exchange for all charges cleared, a new identity, be able to hide out, uh, be away from all these people that want to kill him. Were you satisfied? Finally, we get to see Langdon. Do you feel like he gave enough information? No, no. because last week they teased that we would find out who wanted Tom Kirkman to be the Destiny Survivor. Literally, we ha- we heard Langdon say, you're not going to be happy about this, but they tricked us. We don't know. However, I will say he did make a good point that I guess we could have figured out ourselves is whoever wanted Tom Kirkman to be the designated survivor was probably doing so because he did have the least experience. That did, like stick with me and I, I do think that makes sense but aside from that this guy literally gave away nothing of like super importance at least in my opinion yeah I was kind of let down by that scene I thought we were going to get a lot more but am I mistaken in that I thought that uh, Claudine Poyer is mm-hmm. that her name I thought that she was the one like that's the woman that he was seeing and she was the one who told him that Kirkman had to be the designated survivor right Right. That's, okay, yep. that is what happened. All right, yes. I'm just making sure I got that right. Um, it was also the one that set up, uh, killed uh, Atwood's kid. Atwood's son, yeah. yeah. So I, I like that they connected those dots, but I still felt like we were going to get a lot more backstory that we really didn't get. Yeah, I like, like even we, the flashback was like really small. I was like, uh, you gotta, you're like grasping at straws here. I don't know. Like, sometimes I did. I feel like that flashback was necessary. Like he could have just said, like, oh, I felt really paranoid. I ran. I crashed. I survived, and that's it. But. I don't know what, like, seeing that, other than we get to see the cool explosion again. His car again. go out of control? His car was hacked. Yes. Well, no, I, there's somebody who was tweeting about that, too. Uh, I believe David. Uh, saying, like, so this car crashes in the middle of uh, middle of daylight into a river. And nobody sees it at all. Yes. <laughs> who was that who tweeted us earlier? Yeah. I got to give them good credit yes. for that. Because at first, I didn't get it. And now, after watching the episode, I'm like, dude, I totally feel you. Well, especially because, like, there, I mean, there's a huge hole in that bridge right now. So everybody's like, oh, yeah. yeah. The fact that nobody went into the river to, to say, like, like maybe, look, yeah. is someone in here? Also, because when, as soon as um, they recanted that story to Kirkman and he didn't believe it, he's like, well, they found the, the, the car in the water. It's like, did they just go look for it? Yes. Like, this crash happened a while ago. How was that not reported? Like, <laughs> no one thought to connect those dots like yeah I would think like alright there's a yeah there's a big crash in the bridge but probably more likely not it maybe like it was a car that you know <laughs> maybe it's now in the water I don't know but maybe we shouldn't look for a long time let's just wait till spring guys <laughs> let this thing go <laughs> it's it's long David Skidmore at yes. Skidmore Skid good call on that one <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like oh alright uh, so yeah so he goes in hiding now he does express to Tom like you don't realize how scary it was to be in the White House one of the most secure places in the world get a call saying hey you're wearing a blue tie uh, we can kill you at any moment that made me laugh I'm sorry <laughs> I'm like you work in the White House you're probably wearing a red or a blue tie no like 
Pretty, but that's like sucks. a pretty patriotic color. <laughs> no, I was like, oh, I just could have guessed. I didn't buy that one, but maybe that's me being a cynical person <laughs> to this I, show. I just think it goes back to like, you know, if you, what your mom tells you when, when you're like a kid, like, hey, if a kidnapper says don't make a noise, you always make a noise. If you're literally in the White House and someone's threatening you, get help. Like, literally find help. You don't. But I guess a lot of the times these characters don't always make the best. Oh, well, coming from you who's paranoid about everybody. <laughs> And then asking somebody just to you know, just easily just ask for help at anybody around them, not yeah, knowing you never if they know. could that be that could be the it. person. See, could be Aaron. That's right. You never know. Could be Alex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we actually got a lot of people saying Alex earlier. Wait, not really, Christine. So what? Uh, oh, 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 look at that! Michael Martinez in the chat says uh, he wants Forstel to be uh, the, uh, the, uh, one of the bad guys. Who? Forstel? I think that was right, or unless I read that correct. Or he said for real. He could have said not for real. Not Aaron. They're saying not Aaron. No, I don't think it's Aaron at all. I mean, no. I The fact that he walked away from Kirkman, I feel like, no, because he had such an easy end to stay there if he was really... But that's to trick us. I feel like that's to trick us as an audience, and there's more to it. But why make it harder for them to <laughs> launch this conspiracy? They already failed an assassination, so they want to try to make this as easy as possible. Why do this convoluted route when Tom, at this point has zero suspicions on Aaron. He feels like he's cleared, wants him to have this job back, apologizes to him, says, I'm not going to accept your resignation. There's no way that Aaron, if he was a bad guy, would walk away from that job. Well, Maybe he would if, because President Moss is, is now there, so that's even more eyes on him. Someone else to... Someone with a lot of insight who could possibly get you know catch onto his trail. Uh, but still, no way, because like, Aaron fought too hard against all this stuff. I feel like Aaron got the... He basically got railroaded in this. But it does <laughs> kind of show like in, this, in that political climate. I mean, as you were saying to Tom at the end, that's like... Uh, you know what? Your the image is everything. It's uh, so if you are if you lack confidence, and everybody's talking about you, uh, perception if uh, that you're not a great guy, it's going to kill a presidency. Look okay, at how selfless he was. Yes, look how selfless he was, and you just want to hate him. Trust issues. What, what can, what can Drake or something? Tell me, what can Aaron do to earn your love? Um, or at least just your lack of suspicion. I see nothing at this point would make me. I, I I don't trust anyone. Like I don't. I could not even imagine what Aaron would have to do to make me trust him again, unless they made him slightly more suspicious again, but only to lead us on. It's always the characters that you're suspicious of are the ones that actually aren't bad. Like Kimball is annoying at times, but she's not going to be the terrorist. You know what I'm saying? Because we already like don't like her. She's already a little suspicious whereas someone more like Aaron's character or even Emily's character though I don't think Emily's character would make sense would make a better like plot twist I just always think because I know the show's going to have one I try to think what the net what their plot twist is going to be and which character is going to not be who they say they are which is kind of like what I would I go back with even like the designated survivor thing is because even though maybe that woman wanted him to be the designated survivor but he kept saying he didn't know who or, well, when he refused to make the call to make that happen, somebody else made the call, and he doesn't know who made that call to make Tom the designated survivor. So that's what we don't know. Got it. That's yes. Okay, because I was so I'm like, do we answer that? Okay, okay, that makes more sense to me. But like, still, who is that woman? I don't know. I just feel like they're not going to keep introducing new characters on the show. I mean, actually, they they may, but I feel like some of the bad characters are on the show already. And we can't overlook everyone because everyone's going to appear to be good because to get away with something like this, you have to appear to be good. You have to blend in. You're not going to be like the ha, 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 person like evil laughing in the corner. 
You're going to be the guy that everyone's like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, that's what I thought was maybe Mike because they're making us like him so much. Yeah, but his role is not as prominent as Yet. everyone else. Yeah, look at him. This, this he just like stood in the background and said, yes, Yeah, Mr. he President. was barely in this episode, but last episode he was in it more. He was talking to Alex. Yeah, and now that he's kind of basically Hannah's contact, Hannah's handler for, for Kirkman, I'm sure we're going to be seeing a lot more of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, all right, just because I'm obsessed with this, who you trust, because you seem to trust no one. What about Seth? There's been nothing that Seth has done to make you think that he's not trustworthy. I don't like super trust him. I, I trust oh him my enough. God. I don't Seth. think... <laughs> Seth is like who, okay. Who do you guys not trust? That might be a shorter list for you guys. Want to take a crack at that? Oof. I mean, so I I feel like I can trust Emily. I can trust no, no, Seth. No. Who can you not yes. trust? So I'm just. Uh, I feel like Alex. I can trust them. So I mean, Hook. I Hook. Uh, trust everyone. Uh, Hook Stratton. I feel like I can trust her. I, I would feel like the only one that I'm still and I want to. I, I think Forstel could be. That could be the tipping point, but I'm not sure. I, I still think he's playing an edge out on the side of good. So, so far, out of the main characters, there's nobody that I don't trust right now. <laughs> Is there anybody that you don't trust? Mm, you guys trust I didn't everyone trust, I didn't show? trust Aaron for a while, but I, after this episode, I'm kind of, like, indifferent. Um, I, I, that still remains to be seen. Everyone else I more or less trust. Like, I just can't see it, I can't see it being Alex or... Anyone else, really? Like, I think that we're, at this point, actually, we're going to actually get more new characters. I think that's actually where the show's going to go. And, so? and someone new is going to end up tying it all together some way. Because I feel like our only lead right now is this uh, Claudine person. Yeah. That, that we. So I feel like the next step to find out more about this whole conspiracy is they've got to get her. And, and then I, learn more. I want to see it from her perspective, too. Like, I'm tired yes. of seeing it from our perspective where we're just, like, reacting or yeah. our being, like, the people in the White House. Like, I, I want to see it from her lens. Yeah, no, I agree with that, but I don't know. I still, I still think there's someone else in the White House. I don't know if it's one person. I don't know if it's two people that that we know that we're comfortable with. That's going to not be who they say they are. Mm. I just feel like this is the kind of show to do that. Okay. Now, speaking of uh, reacting, that's one big thing that Moss tells Tom this episode is that you're just reacting. You're not leading. Yeah. Because uh, you've you know been so obsessed with everything else, you haven't focused on just leading the country. Do you agree? Do you feel like Tom has been so much consumed about this conspiracy, he's forgotten I really need to lead these people? Yeah. I feel like we spoke about it on a couple episodes ago, just about like his president, um, his his style as a president and just how he's been dealing with every situation that comes his way. It's like, oh, my God, this dramatic thing's happened. And then he reacts and it's, ah, oh, I freak out. And then I need reassurance. And then, okay, we get back to it. So, like, I feel like when he said that, I was like, dude, you hit the nail on the head because that's how I felt about him, at least the first few episodes. Now I think he's gotten a little bit stronger. His character has developed. I think he's still, like, he's now at a point where he can make decisions on his own. But I still feel like he's reacting. Like, the fact that at the end of that, um... That scene in the Situation Room where he made that executive decision to go ahead and um, take out those bridges yes. and kind of contain the situation. I was like, there you go. That is being proactive. Like, that is taking the next step. And I love that. Yeah, a, a way to not kind of step against what he stands for. Right. Because certainly Moss is like, hey, yeah, trade on this really good guy image that you've got and get the Americans back and then just kill this guy. I love that he called that out specifically to, like, play into what people think about you already. Yeah. That was, like, the smartest thing. I don't know. For me, every every scene with Moss, I don't know, guys. It just do honestly, you not trust Moss either? I trust Moss. It just their their whole scene. It just felt very much like this is like 
just Tom uh, Tom talking to Tom. Like, for me, it just felt like something that he would realize in, like, a dream. <laughs> Everything with them. I get Moss. Moss is very wise. But, like, everything that he said, we kind of already knew, aside from, like, the planning. But, like, everything that he said about Tom, we already knew about Tom. And it just, I don't know, that whole, their dynamic just felt so weird to me. Like, it just didn't feel, like, real. But think about it. Even though we all knew those things and felt those things, I don't think anybody in his immediate circle was actually telling him those no, things. No! You know what I mean? No, but so I think <laughs> it, it was necessary for him to tell him that because... Um, Seth is going to give a positive spin. Aaron and Emily are going to be encouraging. They can be brutally honest at times, but for the most part, they're not as critical, I think, as Moss was. I think coming from someone who's done it and who literally was in his shoes, I think that spoke volumes to hear it from him. It's true. I don't know. I just... They're... Their scenes, I couldn't get past. They're just side by side the whole time of him just spreading all this wisdom. It made sense, but that was literally the whole, like, that was them the whole episode. That's why I can't get past it. Well, there was that one scene where they finally have dinner with him and Alex and Moss. Yeah. And she, Alex brings up this one person for the Secretary of the Interior and just about, like, oh, he's not very, he's unpredictable. Yeah. In some of his decisions. And then it just kind of goes, well, the one thing you can always predict is how delicious these uh, these sliders are. And then that's the end of the scene. I feel like we never really resolved that issue that that's maybe true. I agree with That's true. It went right them. to Emily. Yeah. I was like, that was <laughs> that was it. That was all that scene was. And then just like, oh, I don't know about this guy. Well, I like the sliders. And they're like, okay. No, he did say something after, though. He was like, oh, he's not the best, but he wants to do right by this country. But then you're right. They kind of just left it there after yeah. that. At no point do they say, like, yeah, this is what we, we should definitely follow this guy. Like, I gotta dis- respectfully disagree with you and move yeah. on. Yeah. somebody else so I had no idea but the sliders guys you got to get the sliders I'm sliders. so hungry now. I was like, that's I, the thing. Really? I remember like, they said that and then I got hungry but then Emily was just eating chips and I'm like oh man I wanted to see those sliders yeah well you're having taco night yeah how do you like the uh, the Seth and Emily friendship I mean he comes in with a little bulletproof jacket to give her as a little she little said blood. no <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna wear it I can take these hits <laughs> can you though Emily um I like it it was surprising because I feel like we don't usually see them like be as friendly as they were in this episode I guess without Aaron in the picture she has more time to make other friends it was nice though I like their dynamic it wasn't weird for me it just felt natural yeah, yeah. I have to agree I kind of don't want it to go the romantic route I no. hope they don't go that way like please don't that would just be so off I like their friendship though how much did you want at the end of the episode when Aaron decides he's going to resign and he's going to walk away that he and Emily have that little talk at the end that uh, was like Emily was like you know I guess I'll date you now that I know you're clean I was actually surprised at how icy she was she kind of was just like and like kept it pushing like (laughs) super tight lipped like church smile you know you don't want to like go to somebody it's like "Mm, okay (laughs) I I thought she would have given him like the dreamy eyes like oh you know like we should still talk but it didn't happen K-I-T bye yeah. <laughs> K-I-T do you really say that? no <laughs> that's right K-I-T guys K-I-T <laughs> I'm gonna try to say that I'm sorry that was great K-I-T that's like what people write in your like middle school yearbook that's right like, K-I-T K-I-T don't ever change that's what it felt like like a cold yearbook signing she was standing so far so far away from him what I don't understand though is because if you think about it they literally stopped seeing each other because she thought he was part of this terrorist group or she thought that he betrayed them 
But he didn't, so why was it so cold? I feel like she never even really, like, apologized She did it. She wasn't she... like, hey, sorry, like, I all of a sudden skipped out on all of our dates and kind of backed away and stopped calling you and nothing. Yeah. I thought you were a terrorist. I'm she sorry. ghosted him, like, politically. She, she Honestly, did. She just yeah. ghosted him so bad. And, and it was like, back. you know, you know, it's part of the investigation. Like, <laughs> I feel like even Kirkman did a better job at being like, my bad, bro. Emily was so icy. I'm telling you, she was just she was. like, she was. Well, I got your job now, so I'm not gonna like be that <laughs> sad, you know. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> see you later. But you can see that line. It's like, I hope uh, I'll try to do as good as you. No, you'll do better. Like, hmm. All right. So cool. All that right. was not Aaron. Well, he has feelings for her. He's like, oh, you'll do better. I miss you. He's keeping a torch for her. So the big part of this episode, too, in addition to having Moss back, is that there's this uh, dilemma in this uh, foreign, country, foreign country, Naruba. Mm-hmm. Where this warlord has, uh, he is basically almost leading to no, genocide. Uh, I think it's Naruba. I swear I wrote Aruba everywhere, and I was like, <laughs> why are they saying Naruba? <laughs> I just, I just put that in there. Don't worry. I <laughs> know just... you did. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> where it's almost like a, a pretty much genocide against the, these people, and so Tom had worked there during the Peace Corps, and so like back when I was there about twenty five years ago, very peaceful people, very loving. Uh, we got to do something to stop this from happening. And things don't go exactly to plan because they have some uh, some Americans, 15 of them, that showed up there without registering with the the American embassy. They mm-hmm. just kind of showed up just to help out without telling anybody. I feel like those are the dumbest people. Yeah. Why would you go someplace and not just, just <laughs> give a heads Always up? Always register with the embassy. Just give a heads up, What guys. if they never found out? Like, Yeah, not good. So because uh, so, it kind of bites everybody on, on the butt on this one since they didn't do that but the warlord smart enough sees them and says you know what I'm just going to keep them close to me so if they decide to retaliate nah you can't because there's 15 <laughs> Americans here do you agree with uh, I mean of course as a president your first priority even though it's 100,000 people compared to 15 Americans do you feel like as always your your citizens take priority I was actually surprised that that wasn't his first answer because it seemed like President Moss had to talk him into leveraging those lives. Because at first he was like, well, it's a lot of lives, you know. And he's like, well, you, your commitment is to your American people. They're on that soil. And I, I, I thought it was interesting that he didn't try to go that route first and be like, well, we need to save them at all costs. True, because I feel like maybe Tom's being colored by his perception of spending time there. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing those people that yeah. he feels like, I've got to do everything I can to help these people. Yeah. yeah, it's not like a president's point of view. He's not. He wasn't thinking on like behalf of his people. He was thinking on behalf of like just Tom Kirkman and trying to do, I Good mean, thing. overall, yeah, the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, I did like Boss saying like you know it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, a fantastic job at times. You you have this power over who lives and who dies, and it's not always a a great responsibility to have. It's a tough one. Uh, and certainly, that's the, the, the moment where you can see where Moss does help out a lot because he has those connections and he knows how to, he knows this intel about uh, uh, Zimbabwe having uh, money, about $7 million that this warlord wants. So it's like if you lift these sanctions, then they'll give that money to him and we can get the hostages, kind of like a three way deal. Mm-hmm. A kind of way to get around with that we don't negotiate directly with terrorists, but you kind of just make a deal to still get what you want without fully coming out to everybody and say, like, yeah, yeah, we negotiated directly with this guy. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's a good thing. At least that's something that Moss was able to bring to the table that Kirkman wouldn't just, have. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think so as well. I also liked just that moment that um, Kirkman figured out how to get like around the the deal he made with him. Yes. That I really liked seeing because I feel like that was one of the few times we see Kirkman take lead without someone being like, how about this idea? Like he was like, wait a second, wait a second. And he thought of that, which I felt was a good moment for him. Especially yeah. after like kind of being guided like throughout the whole episode, 
And, it was and, nice seeing him, like, take control. Yeah, and he kind of played into his own strengths. Mm-hmm. I think he said, like, he was to work for HUD, and, like, that's the kind of... He had that kind of insight, so... I did like that he had to re-give uh, his credentials again to the yeah. general. It's like, you know, my background's in this. Like, we know, sir. <laughs> we know all about where you came from. So, <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, all right. And, and just in case you guys didn't know. Uh, and then we see Alex back. Were you guys happy to see her back this episode so quickly after she left? Yeah, I was also very happy not to see Leo. Well, we can't. Of course, we can't because he's in Camp David, just hanging out. He's going to grow as a person during this experience. I know this was great. Like, I'm. It's like a vacation, but we still kind of get to hear about Penny. Leo's like ah, but Penny wants a pony. And she made more pictures for Tom as well. I feel like so. Penny's going to reappear like episode seventeen. She's going to grow an ass woman or something. <laughs> like so much right. time is going to pass. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was cute that um, she was back. You know, Kirkman missed his main squeeze. And I really like, I like Alex's character a lot. I like seeing her. But enough to trust her? No. They're going to come for her the next episode. They're going to kind of put that in the teaser a little. They heard, they were like, oh, who's making the decisions? Like the press. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wife. So people are going to start to turn on her a little bit. So it, or, or it seems like. Yeah, because so far in the show, there's really not been any focus on her as the first lady. No. And uh, she's Russian. Right? Did they mention that? When he made a joke about her mom or something? And she, of Russian, Russian descent? Of Russian descent. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Because I don't feel like they called that out before. And they and he had conflict with the Russian government already. I oh. wonder if maybe that could be like... So she's been a sleeper agent I, I don't know. this whole I'm time? Reaching, <laughs> Can't trust anyone. <laughs> it's like salt all over again. It's not even her own life. Wait, so that, uh, well, of course, yeah. you're not going to trust anybody. Uh, let's see, in the, uh, oh, let's see the. Uh, Actually, Hattie. a little while ago, Michael Martinez co-signed your theory about Forstall, um being a bad guy. I mean, and I, I feel like that's and it's so much because of Reed Diamond, because he often plays that kind of guy that will stab you in the back. So, I feel like, and I, I, I've said it before, but I just don't know if it's a producer's kind of casting to against type for that, or basically, yeah, we're just going to be able to easily make you believe this because Reed Diamond can sell that kind of creepiness. You just never know. That's the thing. Like, I don't know where they're going to go with this show of, like, who's good, who's bad. I, don't, I really don't know. Yeah. I mean, after the more this keeps going, I do feel, uh, along with you, Christine, that we do need an episode just from the other point of view, from this conspiracy, to see what their deal is. How they're kind of reorganizing now with the VP gone, his wife killing herself, uh, Langdon now kind of off the grid they can't find him from their point of view they have no idea where he ended up they, get, they lost yeah. track of him yeah I Just, think that's how we'll get like concrete answers because even in this episode like I said those little bits and pieces of flashbacks from Langdon like it just didn't do enough to fill in the gaps for me I feel like I need it from their perspective full episode give us everything and that'll that'll make me feel validated as a viewer like okay just so you have a better idea of what the stakes are on both sides. Right. What, even if either sides don't know about e- what each other are planning, at least we, the audience, know, like, exactly. oh, man, they're trying this, oh, but they're trying this. Exactly. Oh, man. Exactly. It's going to so build you momentum. Know. Yeah. You want to know both of their moves? Yeah. Because at this point, because I know it's like a conspiracy theory show, but, like, at this point, it's starting to just spiral a little too much for me, and we're only seeing it from one side. It's kind of hard true. to, like, get a, a bigger idea of what, What's going on? What's, yeah, really? just like, what's going on? What's the real purpose behind all of this? Are we just going to keep reacting to little bits and pieces? Or are we going to get more of a story and just driving points to keep going and, like, keep thinking of other things? At this point, I'm, like, like I'm thinking about... I was trying to think about what my predictions would be, and I'm like, I don't even know. Like, where's this... Wh- what are we supposed to be looking forward to, per se? It's tough with those conspiracy shows where how long do you kind of tease the audience with 
what the conspiracy really is and who's really involved. Yeah. And if you wait too long, I feel like you drive the audience crazy and they lose interest. Or if you play too soon, then I feel like they don't buy any of the motivations. Like you're just making anybody part of this conspiracy. That's tough. I don't relish them. You don't trust anybody, so it doesn't matter. I don't trust anyone. <laughs> it could be anybody. It could be anyone. And I'll be like, knew it! And you'll be like, you literally thought it was everyone. I'm like, yeah, I called it, though. <laughs> you got a good pool to pick from. <laughs> I told you it was this I was person. right, guys. That's Didn't right. want to brag. That was right. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, uh, pretty much uh, we're ending the episode where Hannah now is basically answerable only to Tom, which is cool. Finally, we get to see that. I like that pairing. Uh, yeah, it reports to uh, Secret Service agent Mike, and mm-hmm. uh, Forrestal can be at her beck and call, basically. And she has her own private office. Nobody's going to know. She's off the grid. And anything within the constitutional power to find these people and bring them to justice. Wow, wow. And she does that really dramatic look at the Capitol building. Oh, my God. This is for you, Scott. This is for you. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> she's so badass, though. I love her character. I love her and as I, well. I love that it's just her and she's just crushing it. Like, I like that. It is, it is nice to finally have them in the same room together. It just makes it so much better. When you can see the three, like, her and Kirkman talking about this stuff, it's like, oh, finally. Yeah. It only took us, you know, 13 episodes to get to this point. And he believes her and trusts her so much. I yeah. feel like if she ever gives any sort of inkling, like, when they're making decisions that she feels like she's, you know, right, I feel like he just leans on what she thinks. And it's, it's weird how, like, they just click like that. Yeah. I mean, and I, I mean, she did so much without even Tom knowing about it. It's true. So it's it like, only I, took so many episodes for them to finally talk. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> for real. Yeah. <laughs> now they're besties. Ah, uh, Ben Ali P. There it was, Scott. Yes. Look at that. She she believes that uh, Scott is Scott is it. Scott's back. Scott's Ooh. back. Scott's not dead. Yeah. I mean, we keep. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no you go. <laughs> we keep like getting people back from the dead, like back from the dead, or didn't actually die. You know, I I bet Scott could be alive. What would you do at the end of the season that uh, Tom Kirkman rips off a mask and it's really Scott and the real Tom Kirkman's been prisoner all along? I'd be like, Whoa. I knew it. I called that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. You did not call that. Get out. Get out the studio right now. I told you. All right. As we get ready to wrap up, uh, let's uh, do some quick predictions because I'm excited now to hear what Christine's predictions are because oh, I know she's really no. given deep thought about this. And while she gives us, I'm going to have another Oreo. Mm. Okay. Like I previously stated. Um, yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. Solid predictions. I love it. I have a cookie. I'll, okay. I'll, oof. I, I suddenly feel predictions coming. Brene, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have any predictions? I predict that someone that we know while at the show is going to be bad. It could be Alex. It could be Aaron. Might not be Emily. Definitely isn't Hannah. But it's one of those characters. Also could be Seth. I don't think so. Could be Mike. I don't know. Um, And also I predict that we are going to... um, The next episode we saw that woman. I don't even remember if we got... I don't think we even got her name. But she's the one that was on Desperate Housewives. She's the redhead. The scary woman that kidnapped... Claudine. Claudine? Yes. Claudine. She's Claudine. redheaded? What's well, maybe she brunette. Like brunette. She's brunette here in this show. She's brunette? I think so. I thought so. she was a redhead. That was like dark. Anyways, she, I think, is going to, um, well, I think when we see her, they're going to try to, like, keep it cool. And we're going to see her as, like, her, I don't know, though, because who, aside from Hannah and who else, who else saw her? Who else knows what she looks like? Atwood. 
besides Atwood, because Atwood's the one that dealt with her. Yeah, we didn't see Atwood. And we don't even see Atwood in this, well, right now, when he's going through all this. No one else, though, right? No. Just Hannah knows? Yep. Okay, so I think then we're not going to get Hannah. And um, Kirkman. He knows what she looks like. Kirkman knows what she looks like? Oh, because of the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, but she doesn't know that Kirkman knows. So I think they're going to play it really cool when they see her and see what she's like when she's, like, playing good. And... So is she going to be joining the administration now or working with Kimball? Because, like, I couldn't tell from that teaser where Kimball was talking to somebody. That was Aaron. I felt like it was Aaron. Oh, it was Aaron, right? Okay. Because back in. We saw that lady kind of like walking into a scene. Like it was just cut so weird. I couldn't tell like that. What that, was that promo was really weird. Like with the count, the, the days counting down. I'm like, yeah. to what day? I don't understand what's happening with this. I, yeah, he said something about resetting his first 100 days. Yeah. But I'm like, so are we starting from from like one? Like I don't. <laughs> I can't count. I don't yeah, know. I, I mean, I don't know if this is an episode where we do a lot of time jumps and we're covering over the course of the 100 days various points. They which might actually do that. would be kind of cool if you kind of. That's a good way to kind of. Fast forward the plot and actually to kind of get away, like, we've been looking for this Cla- Claudine person for months and months and months and months and, uh, uh, for, like, a weeks and weeks. Yeah. You can get through the 100 days and then we could find her. And that way, if they, you know, throw a bunch of intel in there, it's like, okay, well, we know you've been looking through this for months now. It's not like you just all of a sudden find all the answers. Because sometimes, you know, they rush whatever information they find. I'm like, how did you get to that conclusion just yeah. yet? So that would actually be really good to show some gap of time and mm-hmm. actually now I do have a prediction Ooh. oh alright yeah. a little late not, prediction nothing, entry nothing revolutionary but um thanks <laughs> <laughs> Josh um no I I think because there might be some sort of time gap we're gonna see more um of Kirkman's struggles as a president and less about the conspiracy actually Look at that! Damn, thank Cer- you. Cer- uh, approved that that, that That's prediction. A good prediction. Was, yeah, yeah. Well, look at that. They might try and derail us for a little bit, I mean. which wouldn't be bad. I wouldn't mind just seeing like the business of trying to govern for a little bit. Since he made that big proclamation, it's like I got to leave these people. That's mm-hmm. why I feel like I feel like them introducing that character, kind of getting getting rid of Aaron, and then McLeish's already out. Like I feel like they're slowly kind of moving away from that larger conspiracy like we still have more to find out but I don't think they're gonna harp on it as much as like last episode where it was so dramatic and it was all about like figuring that out yeah they gave us some sort of answer now so maybe they'll try and move away from that and like shock us again later when you know there's a new revelation about the conspiracy I like it and like the way look at that 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 or she didn't even need mm. the Oreo she had that inspiration it's just she could smell it from look the at that Netflix. all right mm. so uh, as we're getting ready to wrap up real quick I know we, we talked at the beginning you felt like you couldn't really comment until the end how does this rank up? Does that does that have that eatability better than the lemons or no? Damn, I gotta say, the lemons. Lemons, lemons Over this number one, one. Still. Oof, man. All right, we're gonna have to part ways here on this one. Oh, <laughs> yeah, this one is number one for you. This is number one for me, right mm. here. Yes. No, it's oh, it's it's a close second. I this don't is know. easily number one. Yes, thank you, okay, Josh. Listen, people no. who are watching, they don't know that I actually have these Oreos after the show. This is easily number one. It's not even close. There you go. It's Look at that. Close. Oh, you Josh, guys. It's really sweet. I get you. I see and you, Josh. And your taste in Oreos. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for this episode of the Designated Survivor After Show. Everybody, thanks so much for hopping in the chat. Ivan Soto, Michael Martinez, so many more other people. Thanks for chi- chiming in. Uh, I really appreciate you commenting and sharing your thoughts about this episode. It makes it a lot of fun for us to do it as well. Uh, but the fun doesn't stop here. It just gets started. You can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And thanks again for everybody for hopping in the chat. And if you want to talk to any of us, even after the show's over, you know, uh, you know, yell at uh, Renee about her trust issues. Uh, convince Christine that uh, your red velvet cookies are actually better than lemon. Renee, where can they find you? You guys can follow me at Renee Ariel on Instagram and on Twitter. 
And you guys can follow me at Christine Bean on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. Feel free to tweet uh, Michael Class at the only MC. Let him know how much uh, you, what, what he missed this episode. These sweet, delicious red velvet cookies. True. There you go. And we'll see you next week, folks, for another edition and another box of Oreos <laughs> right here on the Designated Survivor After Show on AfterBuzz TV. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bye. 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 Bye.